Welcome back to State of Being. I'm Michelle Saya, your host, and today I'm so excited to welcome Haley Newman to the show. Haley and I go way, way back, all the way to our undergrad years at Parsons, a new school for design, over 10 years ago. We actually met uh, as competitors during Fusion Fashion Show during my sophomore year of college, and I just remembered being so enamored and intimidated by how much talent, focus, and creativity this woman holds. We reconnected recently and decided to catch up on life pretty much a decade in review since we've last seen each other, and I'm so excited to announce that Haley has just launched her skincare line called Hales BTY, which stands for Bolder Than Youth, which I will include all the information you need to know in the show notes. I had a chance to use all of her products, and I'm such a huge fan. This woman is on a mission to nourish, optimize, and upgrade our skincare with the finest ingredients. She is deeply focused on spreading awareness on how we can all make better conscious lifestyle decisions rooted in sustainability, cell renewal, and creating a business focused on empathy. We kicked off our conversation, recapping our Parson years together, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll put it this way, because we went to Parsons, and mm-hmm. it was such, it teaches, the school teaches you strong to have a strong work ethic and to be as competitive as you can to present yourself in the best way, but it, it sort of created this, you know, sort of damaging sense of, um, Is it being afraid to be vulnerable, maybe, or yeah, it's or like you, it that school sort of you know forced you to become this like impenetrable mm-hmm. sort of you know, and yeah, I'm the kind of person who has to be really honest, and you know, people say I can be really mean. One of my best friends, like I. I I met this person. I, I met him through my friend Anthony, and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, like you're this interesting person. Like, he said you can be really mean. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is coming from my best friend. And, uh, and, and he was like, but it's kind of hot because you're so free. <laughs> and I was that like, is true. I, I can like, see that. I said, yeah. I said, I, like, my intentions are always pure, but I'm not going to dance around anything. Like, mm-hmm. if someone needs to hear what's the truth, I'm going to inject them with the truth. And if that is perceived as mean, then it is so what be it is. It. Like, so be it. Yeah. So... Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this game show host, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not that college taught us to be that way, but mm-hmm. I just want to be free, and I want to remove myself from these superficial layers, so. It sucks um, to be over-accommodating. Yeah. I'm just coming to terms with that this year. Oh, really? I think you seem to be very comfortable in your own skin, um, especially with your response. Like, for me, I don't think I'm completely there yet. Really? Yeah, like, this year moving here, I was, I think also, like, getting into my relationship with my current partner, um, I didn't even have time to kind of develop my own circle. It's Mm -hmm. happening now. It's, like, really happening. And it's nice to be able to talk with you, too, and a lot of other people that are all, like, seeking meaning in their lives, but... When I first got here, I was just thrust into a world of people from different social circles, and it was kind of overwhelming all Mm -hmm. at once, 
and my safe space was to play the accommodating figure Mm -hmm. and I kind of let people overstep my boundaries Mm -hmm. that I didn't properly communicate so I take full accountability of it it's a matter of me communicating my yeses and nos Mm -hmm. a bit more honestly um but it wasn't until like about two three months ago so it's fairly recent that I've just been more intentional with my yeses and nos like Mm -hmm. if it's a no it's a no if it's a yes it's a yes but I do it with like just it is what it is and it's Mm -hmm. a kindness there's nothing personal about it it's if this doesn't resonate with me then it doesn't resonate with me and people have they they were used to accommodating Michelle and it Mm -hmm. took them a while to adjust to this brutally honest Michelle yeah and sometimes they feel like it's like, oh my god, this hurts. Like when you say that, it stings. I'm like, I didn't mean to. Like I'll be more, I'll deliver it more kindly, uh-huh. but the answer is still no. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I'm still working at that. Uh-huh. It's it's interesting how like truth can hurt people, uh-huh. but even with the best intentions. Is this just around you know just you know, just hanging out, things like that, or... It can be, like, with hanging out, or it could be about viewpoints. I see. So let's say if, like, we were in a situation where uh, we were arguing about monogamy and polyamory. I see. And it kind of went into this deep dive where we couldn't see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. I could easily be like, yeah, I see a point to a polyamorous relationship. I see Mm -hmm. validity in this, which is true. But I think it's also deserving and respectful to honor your own like personal convictions whatever that may be and this is just a hypothetical situation but even things like that or mm-hmm. even politics it could be anything really yeah yeah um i completely feel you there and there is a power to saying no because when you give your energy away to all of these other events that don't serve you mm-hmm. in a sense like you know sometimes you do have to be quote selfish i don't even like using that word but you know yeah. just you know, reasonable with yourself so that you can be your best self. And if if it is offensive to the other person, then, you know, every loss is a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't like to view any of these as, like, ne- you know, forms of negative behavior or at least mm-hmm. perceived as negative behavior from their end. Yeah. Um, if they were good friends, they would be more understanding in, in that sense. Um, Absolutely. I love saying no. I used to be a yes girl. I used to be the most gullible person ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Same, yeah. yeah, I mean, when you talk about rituals, like over the past uh, 10 years, and actually most notably, like since graduating from Parsons, I've been really partaking in rituals and like really being true to myself and my honest intentions and not abiding to some, you know, fantasy, mm. you know, career path that to me now, from a, from a wiser perspective, um, seems more like, you know, contributing to this creative ego and not really contributing to a solution in, in Ooh, society. Can you talk about the creative ego? Uh, That's an interesting concept. The creative ego, well, I've always been an artist, you know, the way my brain sort of works, mm-hmm. um, right brain dominant, I think visually, mm-hmm. um, left-handed, things like that. Um, so when I was growing up, I was always, you know, drawing things like that. That's what got me into design school and that, you know, that's the world I sort of lived in. So. Your thesis collection, by the way, <laughs> is so awesome. Oh, thank the you. Knits. 
I loved it. Thank you so the much. The pixel knits. I remembered that collection. It was one of my favorites. Really? Mm-hmm. Pixelate me? Mm-hmm. I poured my heart and soul into that. I, like, that was raw, like, Scorpio passion. <laughs> like, I love it. Every textile was, like, up knitting, like, on, you know, knitting until 3 a.m. every day. And it's got the flapper 20s quality oh, that yeah. I'm a sucker for. Oh, really? You yeah. know, that's why I'm launching in 2020. Like, you know, galactic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, galactic Gatsby. It's making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, my soul is a flapper. Like, everything about the 1920s, like, I love the vibe, you know, just the, that raw energy of rebelliousness and revolution mm-hmm. and, you know, provoking change. So I felt like I could articulate that creatively, like, in mm-hmm. design school and, at the time, I didn't view it as this creative ego, but I viewed it as, you know, a vehicle for me to express myself and contribute to society creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, I started college when I was 16. Like, I, you know, your brain isn't as developed. I, I definitely do think I was much more creative back then. I think I'm much more analytical now that my brain's more developed. And I mean, that's another story. Like, you know, <laughs> like nutritional biohacking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm super health conscious. I, I work out. Um, it's been a journey. Oh, it's been the best journey. <laughs> it's been the best journey of unbecoming to find my authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was I going with this? Uh, re- removing myself from contributing to the problem. Mm. Um, what was the problem, if you can oh, pinpoint it? It's just we live in this age of excess, you know, ma- mm-hmm. in material and media where, you know, we're just we're putting money into this vehicle of creation that, you know, doesn't even get processed and you know, especially in high fashion, like, that, that pitches out to a very niche demographic, Mm -hmm. you know, like, people aren't buying the $5,000 bag, and, you know, like, we've moved away from that, I've noticed, hardcore, like, back to the grassroots, how do they, how do these companies handle this change, (laughs) like, if they don't keep up with what people want, Mm -hmm. can, like, if they move down their price point, Mm-hmm. maybe they might have the scarcity mindset. It's like people won't see me as a valuable luxury yeah. brand anymore. That's feel fascinating. Like people are becoming more intelligent in terms of what luxury is. Like when you look at fast fashion, you know, things are made with inexpensive materials and, you know, they fall apart quickly. Like I view a bag that, like a leather bag that was made in, who knows, the 70s, you know, it's mm-hmm. made with, like, artisanal quality, you know, these things last, like, that's luxury to me, I'd rather put my money into something like that, something that will last, um, so I really, like, over time, I saw myself disconnecting more and more and more, and really removing myself mm-hmm. from being a participant in the creation of this problem mm. in society, and removing myself from that creative ego, And there's nothing wrong with being creative. I'm always going to be an artistic person in that sense. Mm -hmm. You know, creativity is a power. But I want to really put my creative energy into something that's practical and, you know, can help people see their own revolution um, through education, through, like, the rituals of the, Mm -hmm. the products that I make with Hales. Yeah, if you um, can, like, tell us, like... (laughs) Was there a s- exact moment where this light bulb moment happened? Or was it just, like, little by little uh-huh. stepping stones that led you to this idea? Was it, like, a whisper? Or did it come down like a thunderstorm? Um, 
That's a hard question. It's like <laughs> it's one of those things where like it's it's sort of like intuitively ingrained mm. in your head and you know, you develop these habits that become rituals and at the time I was working a corporate job for a luxury company. I was working for Dior and and I say that so casually because it happened. It happened. And like, we were talking earlier about, you know, like, oh, like, if I had told myself 10 years ago that I'd be doing what I was doing, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's my dream job. Like, I, I'm just going to say that your hell is your enlightenment. <laughs> oh, my God. See, like, even that's that, like, profound. That is true. It's going to have to be a tweetable. And this is, this, yeah. is, this, is, this is, like, literally no shit on the company, but just as a whole in a sense of, you know, my enlightenment working for this, you know, luxury fashion house finding myself wanting to go home and just, like, do some yoga and drink tea <laughs> and, like, remove myself from that, you know? That's very telling. Those rituals became pure luxury for me. Mm. Um, so it's how we define luxury. How, how do I define luxury? Mm-hmm. Um, well, luxury to me is, you know, feeling good, internally and I feel like that presents itself on an external level and um, I've never been really the girly girl or the girl that was into makeup or anything I've always been into just appreciating beauty and allowing things to manifest as they are naturally Mm -hmm. and I really want to expand that um, with the rituals of you know Just the rituals of self-care. I found myself gravitating towards the gym, Mm. you know, just to sort of, like, relieve myself from the stress of work. Mm -hmm. And we were, you were spraying rose water on my face before the podcast Uh episode. I'm, I'm still kind of getting a whiff of it. And it's so nice. Yeah. Good, good. But you mentioned about how when you start off uh-huh. um, with the brand, you incorporated rose water as a base. Yeah, Can you yeah. talk more about that? Um, so rose water is the is the liquid solvent uh, for two of my products, the the Green Dream and the Galactic Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Cool and, names. Oh, thank you. So cool. Thank you. So I want my I want my brand to have you know a sense of personality too. It's not like this is a medicinal supplement. Like I don't want it to be like that. It's I want got soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I make everything by hand, and, yeah, like, I tell people I didn't choose this career, this career chose me, like, I, I, I view this as an evolution from fashion and creating functional, nutritional layers to really provide this cellular, you know, expansion that then, you know, manifests, manifests itself, you know, mm-hmm. as this transformation internally, because, you know, our skin is our largest organ, it absorbs everything, and so when I think about cosmetics... I mean, I wear, I wear some makeup, too. I'm not that hardcore crazy. But, you know, I do think that a lot of the chemicals in makeup, you know, do get absorbed into our skin in a negative way. Um, you know, they can be hormonal disruptors. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, like, hair dye, for instance, like, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, um, the chemical assault. And I, I, I'm, I'm seeing this infect women in society like this is an infection that's degenerating us physically mm-hmm. and that then manifests on a mental level it and does in a strange way yeah yeah and i do think that you know you know makeup is 
you know, way to enhance your self-esteem, and I'm mm -hmm. all about that, but I think there should be a much more conscious mindset mm -hmm. in, you know, moving forward with that on a, on a vast level, because there are markets for this, but it's not at the level that it, that, you know, it should be, you know, for a healthier society, so... But I think it's very courageous of you to be aware of that and still move forward because I think that you probably have such unwavering faith in that we need to move in this direction. It's yeah. be inevitable mm -hmm. if we want to come back to our own natural state, our own homeostasis. Like, yeah. this is the right way of going about it. Even if no one else is doing it or setting that mm -hmm. example, you are. So I commend mm -hmm. you on that. That's Thank a you. big deal. Thank you so much. And I, although sometimes we shit on Parsons, um, one thing is for certain, it's given us a work ethic and mm -hmm. the visual communication. Like, yeah. there's this pristineness when it comes to branding aesthetic and translating it that mm -hmm. into a brand, a mission. Yeah. And I think you did a really great job. I'm looking, the products are here right now for oh, our audience you. that's listening. And I, like, I, I'm a sucker for good branding and I love it. Oh, thank you it's so much. Great. I like to keep things really simple, clean, mm -hmm. transparent, um, you know, sort of having this reformed elegance, but without trying too hard, just like yeah. being really simple. Effortless and, or not even effortless, but just, it just, it feels like the most natural thing in the world. Oh, thank you. I yeah. can't wait for you to try them. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. So my brand is called Hail VTY. Originally, mm -hmm. I wanted, well, the LLC is Hail VTY. Mm -hmm. um, I originally wanted to get Hales. Maybe I will in the future. So Hales rearrange spells heels. And mm -hmm. I, view, I view things in life as, you know, like this whole book of synchronicities that sort of like speak to us and guide us and, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that my name is Haley Newman. Mm. So, like, I see heel in my name, and I see, you know, like, creating this new sort of body, in a sense. Like, mm. I hope that doesn't sound creepy. No, that doesn't but... sound creepy at all. Um, it sounds very <laughs> North Node. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... it sounds very North Node. Um, I, I'll just be very honest and forthright to my audience. Like, every guest that I bring on, they can talk about whatever they want to talk okay. about. Like... Nothing is considered or defined crazy by me. Okay, good. If it's, if it's you and you speak your truth, like, preach it. But I will say, like, we're both, for people that are into astrology, we're both Scorpiotariuses, Scorpio Sagittariuses on a cusp, mm -hmm. but you're a triple Scorpio, and <laughs> I can definitely see you embedding a lot of meaning into what you create. Um, I knew about this, like, right when I first met you when we mm -hmm. competed at Fusion Fashion oh, yeah. Show. We're both competitive uh, kids, teenagers, uh -huh. and, like, to see our evolution, deck, it's been 10 years. That's crazy. It's been 10 years since I la last saw you. Like, we both evolved, yeah. came back some way, somehow, yeah. thanks to social media, <laughs> and here we are, like, looking at everything that, you know, has brought us to this point, and it's a very Scorpio <laughs> thing as well. Hey, so. we're all, you know, transforming every day to unearth mm -hmm. our authentic selves. And for me, this feels right. You know, working in luxury fashion was literally degenerating me on, a, on an energetic level. I was going to work feeling unaccomplished, not fulfilled in a mm -hmm. sense where I was contributing to a solution. And 
just the mindsets that I was around, I felt like it was just very draining. Like, I felt like, you know, these people didn't really understand what luxury meant, mm -hmm. you know. God, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get blacklisted. <laughs> You're totally fine. I think I've been blacklisted a long time ago, and life turned out just fine. I'm just getting started. <laughs> Go for it. Preach your truth. Um, but no, like... <laughs> I totally understand what you're talking about. Uh -huh. And if it's any consolation, uh, shortly after I started Parsons, my second year at Parsons was my low point in fashion. So we mm -hmm. both were trying to major in fashion. And I got really depressed. I, I would really? have panic attacks in the mm -hmm. subway, like after my really? internships. Oh my yeah, God. I got panic attacks. You know, I remember witnessing this with a lot of people. Um, and I'm thankful for me at the time. I never mm -hmm. really experienced that, but I do remember seeing that. People were pulling all-nighters, you know, the mental health around, you know, that, you know, manifested itself in the students. Like, yeah. I could see how the school was sort of, you know, abusing the students, you know, with unrealistic... Yeah, <laughs> I think the uh, dean at the time, um, I, Simon Collins, he was... Uh, leading the class at the time, the graduating class, um, and the fashion department. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was leading the fashion department. I remember during orientation, it was either him or, like, the cohort. It was, like, during foundations. So it was, like, orientation for, like, the first week or something. And it wasn't word for word, but something was said along the lines of, if you have to pull an all-nighter to get this done, when you're at your most tired, mm -hmm. when you feel like you can't do it anymore, that's when you create your greatest work. So, like, appreciate, embrace the hustle. Appreciate uh -huh. all of the trying and struggling moments. There's a truth to that, kind of. Yeah. But to me, the tonality almost felt like work to your death. And, like, your mental health is of no concern to us. We just want your best work. Look, I get it. There, yeah. It's a boot camp to train mm -hmm. the students to create the most creative solution. I get that because that's mm -hmm. what's going to sell the product. And you're creating that, you're creating that sort of fantasy mm -hmm. brand that people want to buy into. Like, I get that, but from a logical standpoint, <laughs> from an adult standpoint, um, it's abusive and it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. And when you're at optimal health, that's when you really create real work, authentic work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't follow fashion anymore mm -hmm. at all. Honestly, like all I wear is yoga clothes. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I that's fashion for me. That's functional. Is that helps you show up every day as your best self? <laughs> and I think you're still fashionable. Oh, like, really? You're so fashion. You're <laughs> whatever you put on. Ah! It just seems like you're very high My fashion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's a little bit rough around the edges, but I appreciate it. No, I was it. gonna say, like you're you're super fit, and like you do, your aura <laughs> is just so strong. It's very commanding, like very Scorpio. It's it's our Scorpio appreciation of yeah. each other. It's 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 <laughs> awesome. It's admirable. But yeah, like I'm glad that we both you know transition out of that world. And for those people out there that are in fashion and they're killing it and they love it, more power to you. That's great. Um, I think it's also how, like, people show up, but I think the collective consciousness, at mm. least for our 
during our time there. Yeah. It was so unhealthy. It was so exhausting and stressful. I'm yeah. stressed out. <laughs> Just thinking back on it, you know, I have a friend who's teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a part-time staff member there now. And I was literally physically in the computer lab two days ago, and I could just feel, I could feel the tension. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad I'm not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten back into the building. Yeah. Um, too terrified to. <laughs> no, because like I know that I was, I was really, I was really intense when I was at Parsons, and all mm-hmm. the security guards remember me because I walked in and they were they all just like set up. <laughs> like to be a security guard at Parsons to see what they see because you know when you when you go back to an old environment mm-hmm. I was thinking of my old habits that I broke up I, you know I broke away from mm-hmm. I used to power walk into the computer I used to power walk into school run as fast as I could into the elevator I was always on this mission I could see why people were intimidated by me <laughs> because I was like because like, you know yeah I'm in a much more calm state of my life where I'm at optimal health and I'm at optimal peace I'm living in the present I'm not in this fantasy world where I'm like, you know, on this battlefield to design a dress. Like, who get, who, who cares about the dress? <laughs> so It's for a moment, and then it passes. Right. Yeah. So I've released, I've released myself from that creative ego, and, you know, I'm using my creativity to, you know, basically start from the grassroots and grow something mm-hmm. real. So um, that's incredible. Um, I definitely respect that. Thank yeah, you. I'm, I'm so glad that you, like, came in today to just, you went so far as to bring the products oh, to yeah, really yeah. see it come to life. Like, I'm just going to open one of them and just, this is so professional. This is the top seller, Galactic Is that Gatsby. the top seller? All the ladies love this. This is my skincare routine. So the hyaluronic oh, acid. Oh, it smells so good. Oh, good. I love the color. Oh, thank you. You know, I feel like the universe is sort of teaching me to work with all of these, you know, mm-hmm. polarities where, like, now I see, like, now I see myself in these products because I was a person, when I was at Parsons, I was all mm-hmm. about color theory, and I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very raw. Like, everything's natural. Um, there's, you know, not trying to impress anyone visually. These are all, you know, just pure products. So yeah. the colors are, you know, very mute. Sort of like I the, love like the feeling on the skin. I'm I you. just tried the Galactic Gatsby and it's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um I use that morning and night after I wash my face. Mm-hmm. Um the key ingredient is, is the hyaluronic acid. It mm-hmm. absorbs a thousand times its water weight. Uh, stimulates collagen production and there's a whole array of ingredients like I view this as like a nutritional cocktail like a functional layer Mm. and eventually with Hales I wanted to branch out into targeting other organs so I'm starting with the skin Mm -hmm. as like you know an evolution from physical layers into like our top layer Mm -hmm. um so yeah I I'm really interested in, in achieving optimal health because that, you know, in turn balances out the rest of our, our systems and our organs and mm-hmm. we become healthier in our mind and, you know, we, we, we're more present. So, yeah, I might be going super forward into this question, uh-huh. but like, is this what you want to be remembered for? Is this the legacy that you want to leave legacy. behind? Or is there an extension to that? There's an hmm. something that's above this Hmm. See, that's like, when I think of legacy, um, 
I think of ego at the same time, mm. and like I'm really trying to remove myself from mm. trying to to you know achieve this quote title. But mm -hmm. the only legacy that I want to obtain is basically helping people obtain their optimal health and to be empowered, mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to protect themselves from the constant chemical assault we're under through our air, our water, our food, our cosmetics, our media, our fashion, mm -hmm. all of these things are an infection on, and you know, and it creates this abuse in our heads. And we live in this, when we live in New York City, and <laughs> like, this place is a matrix. Like, I'll go upstate for five hours and I will completely ground myself. I'll go roll around in the grass and I don't do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> One likes to imagine that we do that. Just imagine for a second that you do this. I, I mean, I went yeah. apple picking with, with my boyfriend just mm -hmm. a month ago and I just felt like just being on a field was so energetically healing and then jumping back into like the New York matrix, being in this man-made society. Mm -hmm. um, I could feel, I could feel the flatness mm. in a sense where, you know, there's, there's less, there's, there's, you know, there's less nature here, and just being on the subway lowers my frequency. Yeah, and that's interesting that you said that. Yeah, I was just on my subway here from uh -huh. Flatiron, and I was sitting around. I was looking at everybody. Everyone looked so agitated, mm -hmm. and they were looking down, almost kind of in this not melancholic, but kind of, kind of yeah. way, just keeping to themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, it would be nice if we could, it sounds so, like, hippie <laughs> of me, it would be nice if we just all looked up and just, like, smiled, smiled at each other, had a conversation with yeah. the person next to us, but it's, like, unheard of <laughs> in New York City culture in yeah. a weird way. Well, so. New York is sort of this vehicle of, you know, constant, mm -hmm. you know, constant just constant like that's all I can say like it's just this constant vehicle that doesn't take a break and you know we're physical organic beings like in the societal construct and mm -hmm. it comes to the point where it does degenerate your mind you know like New Yorkers do have a reputation for a reason and I love New York I will always love New York like I'll leave for two weeks and I want to come back mm -hmm. but um I think there needs to be a balance. And do you think people can seek that balance in New York? Is it possible? I feel like if they're educated and, you know, and if they're not manipulated by these constructs of I mean, this is like getting into like new world order shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm totally down to talk about that. Men in black are going to show up <laughs> in my apartment tonight. <laughs> the aliens. Like, yeah. um, we're not ready to have this conversation. We have to wait. I'm a whistleblower. <laughs> Go for it. I'm a speaker of truth. Be the be the matrix whistleblower. Yeah. All I can say is like every time I take the subway, I mean I view it as this sort of challenge and lesson. It's like a moving meditation. Like you're in this metal box mm -hmm. with like underground. <laughs> and the frequency is very low mm -hmm. and I mean you can feel it if you're intuitive enough it's like yeah. an unhappy place and we can change that but it's sort of this like preconceived like habitual thing where like you get on the subway and it's mm -hmm. like battlefield <laughs> you yeah know? and do you have any rituals 
is do you focus all on skincare to kind of because you mentioned about going upstate and going to nature and coming yeah, back yeah. to your groundedness do you have any rituals that you do in New York uh-huh. like, while you're living here that can help you maintain mm-hmm. your sense of groundedness oh for me it's um it's working out it helps mm. me get out of my body it stimulates this movement you know I sweat and I you know like that's why I'm really in- interested in optimal health like mm-hmm. for the body and mind and this is just like a really simple extension of mm-hmm. that um but yeah like when I was working full-time I would go to spin class during my lunch breaks I was very lucky enough to do that for other people <laughs> to like what <laughs> so I, I that's um, awesome yeah, I splurge. I, I go to Equinox. Um, hey, no shame <laughs> in the game. If as long as you show up and you use your facilities, you're making your you're getting your money's worth. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. complete body and mind therapy. Like I've been mm-hmm. there for three years, and I view it as an extension of my apartment. Like, I that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I got into this ritual of you know releasing myself. Like I love spin class. It's high intensity, low mm-hmm. impact. Uh, you sweat a lot, like, you use every muscle in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into these rituals of self-care that sort of turned into, like, this very established habit mm-hmm. in, in a good progressive way where I didn't really see myself working as a creator of physical layers, but really a creator mm-hmm. of, of, you know, cellular layers. So that's how I got into skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know like this existential <laughs> slash businesswoman level. I was like, well, you know, um, I had a coworker at Dior um, who would use the hemp cream and she was, I mean, I'm not gonna say any names, but you know, she wore a lot of makeup and I could see that it was making her skin break out. And I never, like, I just gave her the cream, like, and she and I weren't friends. Yeah, she's like, hey, try this out. I'm creating this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I never thought anything of it. And then I just, skin getting better and better every day oh my gosh and like she didn't come up to me until like two months later and she just gave me this big hug that's so because <laughs> I thought she didn't like me I was oh. like if you can't save them heal them <laughs> <laughs> that's powerful that should be a mantra <laughs> I'm all for it um yeah, yeah so and I think she's I think she like bought a few from me like during my time there and I I don't know if she still gets them now like Mm -hmm. from like other vendors I sell them at I sell them at Floating Lotus on the street oh cool that's awesome um but yeah I just remember she gave me this big hug and she's like I don't even wear foundation anymore like you feel my skin and it creates this like this hyper focus on like how to target Mm -hmm. you know what is beauty Mm -hmm. if you know, cosmetics are, like, marketing themselves to, you know, young women and, you know, sort of tailoring this this chemical routine, mm-hmm. you know, that gets absorbed into your skin and disrupts your balance, you know? I yeah. mean, there's a whole science behind it, but... Um, like, I so want people that listen to this to, like, it out if you could send me an email oh, of like your you. vendors and sockets i can include it in the show notes so people oh. can know where to buy your stuff oh thank you yeah. um well i'm planning on just having it be solely on my e-commerce oh, launch platform. once yeah, you launch. yeah so direct to consumer i was just Great. selling them you know really like loosely at my friend's mm. wellness center 
but I want like the whole domain just to be hailsbty.com. Okay. Very cool. Um, but yeah. Oh, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely. So once it launches, I'm gonna. Yeah, oh, send you. me all the information to your website, everything, and thank then you. I'm definitely gonna. Because it's so exciting, and I can't wait to use the products tonight. But and you can just, give me honest feedback. Yeah, so I'll give you honest feedback. But what I've been doing for a year is I've, I've just been mostly with these two. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the ladies respond to this. This is more of just like a unisex cream. It's mm-hmm. it's thick, but I'm trying to create. I'm trying to launch this this ritual where you heal in layers. I'll definitely apply this on my boyfriend's face tonight. <laughs> good, yep. good. So. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. Is, this is, the ratio is predominantly hemp, and mm, I nice. work a lot with hemp for the healing properties. It taps into our endocannabinoid receptors, mm-hmm. and that, you know, creates a sense of homeostasis in the body and in the system, so, and that gets absorbed through your skin, so it's, you know, it's good for, you know, muscle joint pain, things yeah. like that. I just put it on my body to relax me. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, because, like, I don't know a skincare brand out there that's so intentionally focused on going back to your own homeostasis your natural Mm -hmm. state and I also frankly don't know other skincare brands that have hemp Mm -hmm. and like I wish people didn't see hemp or CBD as a trend it should Mm -hmm. just be an evolution in the way we consume things there's a reason why it was banned (laughs) you know I mean it's to control society yeah there's a reason why, you know, marijuana is very, mm-hmm. you know, it has a subjective point of view because it was, hemp was made, um, <laughs> I, don't even like, want, I don't even want to get into it, this is a whole other conversation, <laughs> but, I mean, this gets into, like, big pharma and everything, yeah, and pharmaceuticals, how, how it doesn't heal you, and it actually disrupts your brain chemistry, and mm-hmm. all these horrible this things. This is the classiest way to fight back. <laughs> To create a brand Thank where you, you don't even have to shove it down people's throat, people just naturally deviate to a oh, brand good. with meaning. Um, and like you said before, like consumers are becoming way more conscious of mm-hmm. what they buy. They have to be. Yeah, luxury's these... redefined. Yeah. yeah. So when I think of big brand names like you know Chanel, Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. Dior, it's like I would rather go to the farmer's market, you know? Someone made it with love. It was grown from the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's luxury. That's pure creation, you know? And, oh, man. You're very passionate about this. I love it. It's <laughs> Thank very you. admirable. Thank you so much. You mentioned about the creative ego. And what I'm curious is, like, before that revelation hit you, like, mm-hmm. Parsons and being in fashion, it was once a dream. Yeah. Like, what was the thought process and inner dialogue that you had, like, getting into Parsons? And when did you start, like, deviating away from that mm-hmm. and, like, coming into who you are today? And, like, who is Haley today? Who is Haley back today? Versus, like, who is Haley back at Parsons? Hmm. Oh, my God, that's such a hard question. <laughs> Take your time. a great time. question. Take your time. Um... Like, as I said, I've always been a creative, artistic person mm-hmm. with, with my intentions and with the way that I, you know, want to contribute to society. People are born with certain strengths, and with me, it's always been a visual strength. 
um, as I've grown and developed through time. You know, I started, you know, I was a teenager when I started college, and, you know, your brain is still developing, and I was thrown, you know, I threw myself into this blender. I mean, I thrive on excitement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My aura is orange, apparently. <laughs> nice. Um, and I still like to see myself rooted in that sort of, you know, pure intention and creating, you know, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. As an adult now, like, or, you know, I mean, I'm still, we're all growing and changing. Um I'm 26 now, so the 16-year-old brain is different than the 26-year-old brain. Absolutely. So, you know, and we're, um, I like to say that, you know, we're closing this decade. So um, when I think of 2010 to where I am now, 2019, um, I see myself as someone who sort of went on this roller coaster of excitement, got Mm -hmm. to the peak, and when I got to the peak... It felt like a nightmare, mm. you know, and you're going down the roller coaster and you're seeing everything from this like bird's eye perspective, and you're like, "What was I doing?" <laughs> and now I'm sort of I'm, I'm rising up because mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen this array of perspectives on this roller coaster, and I feel so I feel so at peace, you know, mm-hmm. because now I'm living in a realistic world where. Mm-hmm. You know, fashion, the industry is changing so much, and, you know, fashion is an industry that is a fantasy, and, you know, I mean, it's also a business, but at least the way we were taught to create was a very fantasy-oriented sort of education, and it's sort of a delusional, abusive education, to be honest, Yeah. where, you know, kids had so much trouble finding work out of school because Parsons sort of put this badge on you saying, like, oh, you're going to be the next Marc Jacobs, but, like, you got to know how to, you know, do technical things, too, like, in terms yeah. of fashion design. I, not shitting on the education. It makes us, it made us really strong conceptual designers. I'll give yeah. them that. But um, I feel like, you know, being in that school sort of forced us to have this heightened anxiety about the future. And that's what fashion's about. You show your collection in advance and you know um it's you're you're sort of living in the future you're not being present and Mm -hmm. when I think of the industry now it's like I don't I don't know like if people are really buying anything I don't know either like I thought about like sustainable and eco fashion Mm -hmm. brands but I don't I'm so out of the fashion sphere. I don't even know what that's like <laughs> on the scene like, yeah. when it comes to sustainability. Because I know there's also, like, uh, waste. Yeah. Um, like, where are your fabrics coming from? And um, there's also fast fashion that, like, Forever 21 <laughs> is going completely bankrupt. And I think really? mm-hmm, that alone is a testament. They were once huge Mm -hmm. and that's a testament to people are now like ditching fast fashion Mm -hmm. to find pieces that last longer Mm -hmm. they're going back to basics it's almost essentialism in a way I feel like there's this movement happening and we're living firsthand in it I mean that's the beauty of New York we're in this constant movement of change change and chaos like you need a storm to grow so we're always in the storm and I do see I do see this collective consciousness evolving in terms of going back to the grassroots and, you know, planting things with intention to create something with authenticity. 
and you know that's manifested in this business that I'm building it's manifesting in different rituals and resistance I mean look at our president he's a clown Mm -hmm. so people are realizing the power that they have through resisting yeah so um and I think it can almost be political in the in what you decide to buy and mm-hmm. refrain from buying. Yeah. Even that can be your own political stand. It's oh, more than just like voting's great, but there's other ways of yeah. going about expressing your viewpoints. Yeah. And that does, I think, have a ripple effect mm-hmm. on the economy and politics in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, everything's a domino effect. People are buying things now, you know. If, if things are connected to, mm-hmm. you know, like if a big company supports something that another person doesn't believe in, you know, mm-hmm. it'll create that disconnect, mm-hmm. things like that. Absolutely. And so I, there's two questions I want to ask you. I'm trying to figure out which <laughs> one I should ask you first because they're both really important questions. <laughs> I think what I'll ask you is like, you're, you're obviously not afraid to, once you have an idea and you believe in it and you have mm-hmm. faith in it, you build it. And it now exists. <laughs> For a lot of other people, the idea of turning a concept, an idea, mm-hmm. into something that exists that they can hold in their hand. Mm-hmm. Like For people that are afraid of pursuing that idea or that dream or goal, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, what advice would you give them? Is there any words of wisdom, like just from your journey of building this based off of your own imagination, Mm -hmm. your own inspiration. I believe in the authenticity, the authenticity of something if it's rooted in a sort of message that you, or a lesson that you have to learn. And I definitely think that this has manifested itself as a lesson for me to really take forth and turn it into this movement and to help educate others in the sense of, you know, releasing yourself from your past to transform. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, everyone's life is different and we all have different lessons and, you know, nothing should ever be forced. But if something, I mean, I I talk about the power of intuition and how people should really, you know, listen to their gut um, and really be empowered with themselves, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, If something feels right, then they should, you know, really cultivate that and nurture that. I mean, this is how big ideas become reality. All of, all of this is energy. If you build off of it with, you know, an intention that you believe is going to, you know, be real, and it, then it, be, it becomes real. And, you know, everything just sort of grows from that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, thank you for that response. And I believe it wholeheartedly. I agree oh, with good. you 100%. Um, and my second question is, what brings you the greatest joy in life? The greatest joy in life for me is seeing the sun every day. Mm. It's literally just removed, like, just living in New York has made me appreciate nature so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in upstate New York where, you know, there's meadows everywhere and da-da-da. And I was so excited to move to New York and experience, you know, these these experiences of turbulence to sort of, you know, shake me up and have me, you know, I mean, that's, that's just the walk of life for everyone. If you're in your comfort zone all the time, you're not going to change. You need to be thrown out of your comfort zone to wake you up. So New York shook me up. It broke me. 
rose from the ashes, really found myself, and now I'm, I'm proud to be <laughs> really simple. I'll put it that way. Mm, through um, simplicity. Yeah. So yeah. when I see the sun, you know, that's light. Plants grow with light, you know. Mm. All of those <laughs> little interactions, you know. Um, I just like seeing the sun. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, very poetic. I'm trying to think, like, it's funny that you mentioned the sun. Whenever I see the moon, it uh-huh. brings me so much joy. Oh, really? Yeah. There's something about light from the moon. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, sun and moon, they're like husband and wife. Yeah. yeah. It's the polarities. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh. <laughs> this is, like, another conversation. I don't want to sound like... I don't want to sound dumb when I talk about it. No, you don't sound dumb at all. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, but... There is a poeticness in your responses that I really appreciate. But, oh. yeah, I I definitely feel you when you mention the sun. I think mm-hmm. it all comes back to nature. It's like, the creation energy. Yeah. And the sun is all about creation. Yeah, I mean, there's a science behind me. Look at people in California. It's always <laughs> sunny there. You look at people in Hawaii and, like, the tropics. They're all happy. People in Florida, they're all happy because they happy. have that sun. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't the suicide rates in, like, Seattle, like, because there's, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm looking, I'm thinking of the science, too, you know, like, there's definitely the science to it, and I also know, like, the moon, there's something about it controlling the different sea waves and the sea levels, mm-hmm. and our bodies are made up of mostly yeah. water, yeah, yeah, and so it's interesting, because there are actual scientific studies where whenever it's the full moon, mm-hmm. there's, like, um, a higher statistical or percentage of people entering hospitals over accidents yeah, yeah. or homicide rates. I don't know if it's a placebo effect. It's something that people always tell each other, and yeah. so it's just going to happen. Kind or, of like Mercury retrograde, where it's yeah. like, oh my god, Mercury's mm-hmm. in retrograde. It's instilling fear, and mm-hmm. like those mindsets then attract that, which creates that superstition. Yeah. But with the moon, I, I definitely do believe in the science behind it, because the moon controls the tides of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are predominantly you know 70% water mm-hmm. and when those ratios you know change like with the planetary alignment and the moon alignment all those sort of things that creates you know a sort of turbulence in our bodies that can manifest as you know you know turbulence in our behaviors and things like that and yeah, yeah I was gonna say statistically like crime rates go up too during full moons like, which is fascinating yeah in a way <laughs> I always thought it was due to, like, those scary movies that you see where, like, during the full moon, people turn to werewolves. I'm sure that stuff, you know... And there's this unconscious thing that happens with people where, like, they go feral or animalistic. Yeah. They they tap into their inner werewolf Mm -hmm. on full moons and just do impulsive things (laughs) to other people or themselves. I don't know. I view it, I view the full moon as a very purifying experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's when the darkness of light sort of illuminates itself, mm-hmm. like, on our planet, and, you know, I mean, I'm not educated enough to know, I mean, at least to speak about it on that mm-hmm. behalf, but I do feel like, you know, this is like going back to, like, tribal cultures, I do mm-hmm. think that they were way more spiritually advanced, and, you know, maybe scientifically as well, at least in understanding nature and our relationship with nature and how we should coexist with it and not be against it. Mm -hmm. Because when I think of society now, 
there's this human ego on Earth where we're we're putting our we're putting our carbon footprint on Earth mm-hmm. and it's disrupting the the wellness of our planet. And oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all true things like things that things that I've been thinking about for mm-hmm. a very long time, and it's undeniable. Yeah. Like, it's not something someone can deny. It's like, we are leaving carbon footprints. Even mm-hmm. just consuming, like, the amount of farms that we have where cows are used purely for slaughter and meat, mm-hmm. that's leaving so much carbon footprint. Yeah. Just their waste is yeah. leaving a huge impact on, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there's a reference, an academic study that I can include in the show notes about <laughs> cows and how they're leaving carbon footprints. But if you can imagine cows, there's way more humans yeah. on the planet than cows. And that has to speak volumes because we use cars. Like, mm-hmm. we, leave, we create so much pollution and waste. Yeah. It's insanity. It's just irresponsible and it's mm-hmm. becoming more and more escalated. And everything is just sort of like turning into this infection now on the wellness of our planet, on the wellness, or at least the balance of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are other, you know, cultures that exist like throughout the globe that, you know, are a lot more empathetic, but at least here in America, um, <laughs> there needs to be some changes. <laughs> oh yeah. That's definitely an understatement. And I think, we need more people like you that are, you know, paving the way and Thank inspiring you. others to not only choose this over mm-hmm. the ladder, but to start things of their own that brings them meaning and to share it with the world, whether it's ideas mm-hmm. or in the form of products. Yeah, yeah, and you feel a difference too. Like these are nutritional solutions, mm-hmm. you know, to improve yourself. And when you, imp- when you improve your health, you become more clear-headed, you make better choices, so. Absolutely. I would love for this to expand into this sort of, you know, health guidance brand to reconceptualize luxurious self-care, to empower your yourself and your cells. So. That feels like a very strong conviction, like mission statement. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you include it somewhere on your website, the things <laughs> that you just said, like, that should definitely, it's, Every brand has, I don't know the exact word, like, they have these, like, pillars that they abide Mm -hmm. by. Like, every decision they make in their company, it's Mm -hmm. like, it always comes back to this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people forget why they do something when they go and get stuff. And everything that you just said, (laughs) I feel like completely resonates. Thank you so much. So, yeah. And I think going full circle, how do you define your ultimate state of being? My ultimate state of being? Yeah. Well, we're always growing and transforming and learning from life every day. And mm-hmm. when I think of state of being, I think of this sort of pause. Mm. Like, I, I love living in the present, um, but I'm, o- I'm always seeking, you know, conscious expansion at the same time. So mm-hmm. when I think of state of being... I think of like a ray of light, you know, it's Mm. like this sort of heat that's, you know, it's present, but it's still, you know. I love that. It's very scorpitarious, like the ice and the fire. Yeah. It (laughs) sizzles, steam, it sizzles. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
we're both we're both Scorpetarius's. We're we're firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to invoke change. Yeah. Like I, I would not be fulfilled working a desk job, or for any other big corporate company, despite mm-hmm. the name. Absolutely. Um, so this is my state of being, just being present and conscious and proud. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Any words of wisdom to impart? If you need time, take all the time in the world. It's weird because yeah. I'm, I'm usually good at whipping these out, mm-hmm. but this is such a like such a profound question. It's that a deep question. Yeah. I don't want to give a McDonald's answer. <laughs> like, I'm it's totally okay. It throws, I think every <laughs> single person that I tried ans- asking this question, I've asked over 10 people, they were all like, give me a moment, um, it's this, wait, 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 I don't think that's the right, hold on a minute. I know, it's, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I would just say don't let yourself be limited by any obstacles, you know, that is triggered by fear or anxiety. Fear is a very powerful frequency that a lot of people succumb to and that really controls us in society. I feel like a lot of people are controlled by fear, mm-hmm. especially when you I wouldn't I don't want to say allow yourself to be manipulated, but at least, you know, sort of cult, like culture sort of grooms us to be mm-hmm. you know, brainwashed to succumb to fear through you know, following news and media. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, we live in an age where there's a lot of fake news and things mm-hmm. like that. And even the chemical assault in our food, air cosmetics, all of these things degenerate yeah. us, you know. So basically don't succumb to those limitations and try to be as natural with yourself to empower your highest mindset. Mm. Because when you, have, when you have a strong mind... You don't have fear. Like, I have no fear with this business, even though it hasn't launched yet. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I'm not letting anything control me, mm-hmm. you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> okay, that's so powerful. Um, that last bit that you just said, um, you have no fear in this business because you don't let anything control you. You just go forth with it. That's very powerful. And that should be a mantra of all people, everybody launching businesses, <laughs> to like build something that you believe in so much. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter the outcome because you know you built something that's authentic and true to you. And it's very honest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Haley. Where can people find you when you launch? What's the website that they can go to? Oh, my website is halesbty.com, H-A-L-E-S-B-T-Y. Hales is an anagram for heels and B-T-Y is an abbreviation for bolder than youth. Awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. <laughs> I you. really love this podcast episode. Thank you. I'm Bye, excited. everyone. Thank you. Bye.